there's so many things that impact our relationships with people. And um, I'm hoping that the reader will, mm-hmm. that they'll look at themselves and say like, how do I love, you know, who do I love and what impacts my ability to forgive? Um, because that's a part of loving, right? The ability, because um, no one says forget the past. Definitely, that's impossible. And I think it would be irresponsible to do that, but to learn from it. We'll talk about this and much more today. Welcome to a Writer's Day podcast. Hello and welcome to my podcast. My name is Ruth Douthit and I'm an award-winning author of books for middle grade readers, currently working on women's fiction, and I released a romantic comedy earlier this year that's getting good reviews. For more information about me and my books, please visit my website at artbyruth.com and sign up for my newsletter to receive a free PDF copy of The Fine Art of Love, my romantic comedy. And you'll receive newsletter updates about my upcoming projects and a chance to win free books. That's right, free books, including the book by my guest today, Robin Pearson. She has been on my podcast before, but today she's here to talk about her her new book, which I will be giving away next month. So sign up for my newsletter today. Well, it's conference season and American Christian Fiction Writers Conference is coming up in September. I hope that you're registered. ACFW, that's the place to be. If you want to learn how to be a better writer and to get published, you need to be a member of ACFW. They offer courses that you can take, blogs written by published authors, chances to enter various contests, and more. So visit ACFW's website today. Sign up for their conference in St. Louis in September. Robin W. Pearson's writing sprouts from her southern roots, her faith in Jesus Christ, and her love of her husband and their seven children. All of her life experiences lend authenticity to her novels. Both her Christie Award-winning debut, A Long Time Coming, and her second novel, Till I Want No More, have earned star reviews from Publishers Weekly. And now she's here to talk with me about her new book, Walking in Tall Weeds, which releases July 19th. So you know the drill. Grab your favorite beverage, a comfortable chair, kick back and relax as we listen to Robin discuss her writing journey and her new book. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm excited to have Robin W. Pearson with me again. Welcome back, Robin. Yay. Thanks for having me. It seems like not too long. Oh, yeah. It seems like not too long ago we were talking about your other book, Till I (laughs) Want No More. And now here we are talking about your book, Walking in Tall Weeds, which I remember you gave me a brief synopsis of that in the last time we spoke. So this is so exciting to see that it's coming out soon. Yes, yes, July 19th. And it's really exciting. It's hard to believe. I have a copy right here, so it's it's hard to believe. Um, It came early and um, yeah, it's hard to believe it's already here. 
That's so neat. And you sent me a preview copy. And so I've been reading it and I really love it. Oh, thank you. I'm thank really you. enjoying it. I like how you draw the reader in right away. We get a sense of the tension, but you kind of give us a hint that there's more to come. And I really like that. <laughs> Great. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it was interesting to write, you know, and um, it was a, a crazy time in our lives personally and just so much is going on in the world. And so I really felt God laid the story on my heart to write. So wonderful. Well, give us a little <clears throat> bit of the background about it. Well, it's um, the story of this couple, um, Frederick and Paulette and um, the Baldwin family, and they have a son, an adult son, McKinley, and he's coming home for basically to celebrate his mother's birthday, a big birthday for her. She's turning 60 and he's bringing some surprises with him and doesn't realize that they have some surprises for him, you know, Mm -hmm. of their own. And it's a, it takes place over about a week's time. And, um, you know, that it's just, you think about yourself, you bring all of this, all of our baggage with us, all this history with us. This couple has been married about 35 years, but they have so much still to discover about each other um, and things that they don't necessarily like, but they, you know, but they love each other. So it's about working through those things, working through that history that they bring with them, dealing with, um, you know, problems with others and how it impacts their own family and um, and just mm-hmm. trying to answer that call to love that God gives us to love and forgive and mm-hmm. um, to use our past to grow on and not to hold us back. So mm-hmm. that's the story. So when did yeah. you start writing this one? Um, I started writing it. Gosh, now it's uh, turned it into about a year and a half ago. Oh, okay. um, I've, I start stories, though, like it, I have to think about that question because I have all these little stories started. Um, and I feel like this one started when I got married almost, um, you know, Eddie, my husband, sometimes I think he looks at me and he's like, you know, who is this woman I've married? You know, because you think, you know, your spouse after being married for almost 30 years, but there's still so much to learn and so much you find out about yourself. And so, you know, that's, those are the types of things I've put into this book. So, you know, in my head, and in my heart, I started a long time ago, but in terms of the laptop, I guess about a year and a half ago. Hmm. Now this is your third book and it seems as though family dynamics is important to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What makes you want to continue writing about that? Well, it's, you know, it's what I live. Um, I have, you know, seven children and um, my parents, my in-laws just were just constantly, you know, with family and just dealing with it. And I think, you know, God calls us, you know, he gave us family from the very beginning. And so those are the relationships that impact you um, Mm -hmm. the greatest. And so those are the things I love to write about uh, because it's, you know, and then we have our family of Christ. So it just keeps growing, um, you know, in terms of our friends and, you know, our community, that's a family of sorts, you know, as well. So mm-hmm. um, those are the things I like to write about those relationships that impact us the most and grow us that hurt us that um, stretch us the most. And it seems like with fi- family dynamics, there's no end to the source of material that you'll get for books, right? <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> and there's no end to the personalities in this house. So it's like, you know, 
the the probability or you know whatever how that works mathematically that's probably as many books as I could write on it on the subject (laughs) do you tell your kids you know keep it up and I'm going to write a book about this (laughs) well as long as I write a book about it and you know don't kill anybody off that's the important thing (laughs) (laughs) that's great so because this is your third book have you developed a writing process and what was your process for writing walking in tall weeds um, let's see, cry, wine, bus. Um, <laughs> um, no, you know, I, I used to be more of just a pantser. I think we may have talked about this before. Um, but now I do plot out a little more, but my first thing with any book though, is just, um, once I've decided, you know, really what I feel like the Lord has led me to write about, I'm looking up a scripture that will support um, or be like the theme of the mm-hmm. book. And I, Cause I want to make sure that as I write and as, you know, the, the plot develops that it supports, you know, that, that passage or um, that it makes sense. And so that's, you know, part of that process. That's how I get started. Um, and, you know, during the, especially with this book, I would write pieces of it, you know, dialogue that may, or I'm not sure exactly how it's going to fit in, but um, with these characters, you see a lot of their thoughts, um, a lot of how um, things that they can't feel they can share with, you know, with Fred, like Paulette doesn't feel comfortable sharing with Fred or McKinley has all these things that he's, you know, felt growing up with them as, you know, an only child or with the expectations that they are dealing with. So, you know, there are lots of thoughts that are going on. So I'm writing all these things down, maybe in a separate document, and then I'm plugging them in as they, um, you know, as I write. So, um, I don't know, it's probably a willy nilly type process, not a whole lot of outlining, but, um, I don't know, to me, it makes sense. So, mm-hmm. and if it works for you, yeah, doing well, it right. Let's hope so, <laughs> let's hope so. Yeah. now you are a mother of seven, but yet McKinley's an only child. Did you yeah. have to talk to a mom of an only child to kind of figure out how to write this character? Um, no, I really, you know, each of my children, they're so, you know, each is so individual. It's like, you know, seven onlys in a way (laughs) Um, in that um, I did talk, you know, I I do have friends who have, you know, only children, but I always tell them, you know, parenting is hard, whether you have seven or one, or because you're trying to um, do your best and raise them in a way that, you know, glorifies God, that's very difficult, you know, and the way I, uh, develop the relationship between Paulette and Fred and McKinley um, is, is the dynamic is more of the adult, um, the struggles that you're dealing with an adult child. And um, that's what they're dealing with. Just how do you, you've raised the son, you know, you've put all of, you know, your hopes and you've done your best. Then how do you just let go in a way, you know, and trust mm-hmm that um, you've done what you can, but trying to still have this close relationship, but that respects their privacy, that um, respects their, you know, adulthood and, and all of that. So that's their struggle. You know, really it wasn't, it's that gratitude of, yes, we have this child that we, you know, wanted to have, and we would have loved to have more, but it's more about the adult child parent dynamic than Mm -hmm. just, you know, yeah. I don't like to say just one because every child is 
adjust in a way. Do you know what I mean? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, I got that sense. Um, we have an only son. And so a lot of times speaking with other parents of an only child, the child kind of feels like or becomes a buffer between mm-hmm. mom and dad. And yes. we worked really hard to make sure our son wasn't, but even mm-hmm. then, you know, we slip up. And so our son will say, you know, he, he lives with us now. And he's like, you know, mom, sometimes I'm afraid to move out because I feel like I'm the only thing holding you and dad together. And I just mm-hmm. smile and I'm like, trust me, son, we're <laughs> fine. <laughs> you can move out anytime. <laughs> you know, because is, we that a, married, is that a movie van I see? Right, yeah. exactly. Because we were like, married six years before he was born and so it's like don't worry we we know how to get along just fine yeah but i do find that that's a dynamic that a lot of times an only child will feel like no i'm i'm you know holding them together and i'm the buffer and yeah so i did feel that sense in your story as i'm reading it i get that sense well you know i um have two older sisters and um but there's i guess three four years between each, you know, set between my oldest sister and middle and the middle and and me. And so I was home for a while because my middle sister moved out early. And so I was home for a while, you know, by myself with my parents and also my parents, you know, started having children, you know, early. And um, so they always had children around, you know, mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. the first year of their marriage. And so it, it was a big adjustment for them um, when I, you know, got married and, and moved out, it was really hard for them to adjust life without mm. children. So I could really, you know, use that as a good background for the story. So even though I did have sisters, you know, I was, I feel like your son and that I was that glue for them. Mm-hmm. You know, it just took a lot for them to adjust and re- remember, okay, this is why we're together. And it's not because of kids, you know, they were, a, you know, a, a blessing from our marriage and not the reason why we got married, you know, and it, mm-hmm. sometimes you, do, you work so hard with your kids that sometimes you, you know, you can forget in those moments, like who is, you know, who am I married to? Not we're in this together. It's the two of us with our children and not, mm-hmm. yeah. So exactly. That's great. It's important to show that to your kids yeah. that we will be just fine without yes. you. <laughs> yes. Get out. We're good. <laughs> Now, in your story, Walking in Tall Weeds, you address the theme of maybe how important it is to set aside bitterness and resentment. Is that something that you want the reader to take away from the story? I do. I do. Um, there are, you know, several takeaway, takeaways uh, for the book because, you know, we, <laughs> there are so many things that impact our relationships with people. And um, I'm hoping that the reader will, as well as want to pass the book on, of course, but mm-hmm. that they'll look at themselves and say, like, how do I love, you know, who do I love and what impacts my ability to forgive? Um, because that's a part of loving, right? The ability to forgive and not, you know, harbor bitterness. Things happen. You can't, you know, the anger and all, you know, those things happen. And it's, it's understandable you know that's the thing like with Fred with his past and with his family and the things that have happened in our own communities it's understandable that someone would be upset or angry or sad 
but it's how we use that information and how it impacts us because bitterness, it kills the person as well as the Mm -hmm. relationship. Mm -hmm. And um, so I hope it does encourage people to, you know, examine themselves and their hearts and um, look for ways to, to forgive and, and to grow, you know, from, um, cause no one says, forget the past. Definitely. That's impossible. And I think it would be um, irresponsible uh, mm-hmm. to do that, but to learn from it, that's the important thing to learn from it and to not let it harm you and harm others. You have some pretty deep, um, themes of multi-generational conflict and racism, but yet you want your readers to walk away seeing how only God's love mm-hmm. is what can truly heal mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. help a family move forward. Right. Right. Mm. Exactly. And exactly. I think that's what the world needs to see. Yes. Uh, you know, I think it's a hard and it's not a trite answer. It's not an easy answer. You know, someone might think it's an easy answer and it's not at all. But when you think about, um, you know, grace, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy even to accept, but, you know, God gave it so freely and, um, and it's the basis. Love is the basis of every, you know, relationship, you know, for us. So, um, yeah, so I'm hope, I hope that I've shown that, you know, it's not an easy thing to do, but it's, it's a gift for us. So, Mm. um, well, so what is next for you? What's coming up? (laughs) <laughs> sleep, sleep, is next. <laughs> <laughs> dinner, dinner might be next. Um, but I am working on my fourth book with Tyndale and, um, it's a story about sisters. Um, and they're three women and they, you know, they have this bond, but it's that bond that drives them apart. Um, and, you know, I think about like with my, with my sisters and I, if you asked us about something that happened, you know, back in, you know, on a Sunday in 1985, we can tell you what happened, but you're probably going to get three different perspectives on what happened and why it happened Mm -hmm. and how, but you'll see the effects of us, you know, on us of whatever that event was. And there'll be three different, you know, um, effects of that, you know, whatever that event was. And, you know, because birth order comes in, who we are as people, where do we stand, you know, mm-hmm. in our faith, all those different things impact um, how we react to different things and how we remember different things. So it's, um, it's, it's about love again and relationships, but they have to, you know, realize or, or see that, um, you know, love doesn't necessarily look the way it was or how you think it was, but um, relationships can, you know, just again, relationships and sisterhood and all of that. But yeah, it's a lot of, it's, it's a great, I'm really excited about the story. Um, and so we'll see when you, Oh, great. Comes out next year. Wonderful. When you brought up to your sisters that you were writing a book about sisters, were they thinking, "Uh Oh, (laughs) um, well, they, they're probably finding (laughs) out right now as they listen to this. (laughs) (laughs) Too late. It's already done. Oh my goodness, they're probably going to sit down with you. Uh, did you change the names to protect the innocent? Yes, the main character is Robin with a B. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's, um, it's a, I, I think we put, you know, as authors, 
we put ourselves in every story, whether it's fantasy, whether it's, you know, historical romance, whatever. You know, Eddie, my husband, appears in, in every story, but he just may not look the way, you know, he, he does in real life. But we just, we pour ourselves into these stories, so they don't have to worry about anything. We're good. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what a delight. Thank you so much, Robin, for coming on my podcast again to talk about your newest book and, you know, your Christie award-winning debut novel, A Long Time Coming, Until I Want No More, both earned star reviews from Publishers Weekly. So all of us are excited to see how Walking in Tall Weeds will be received. As I said, I started reading it and I love it so far. Oh, great. Thank you. Thank you so much. Wow, wasn't that great listening to Robin talk about her new book and her life experience and how she is able to take her Southern roots and use it to tell these beautiful, authentic stories. I hope you've enjoyed it and you've been encouraged by Robin's story. Thanks again for joining me today on a Writer's Day podcast. If you like what you've heard, please follow my podcast, subscribe, and let me know. Drop me a line and let me know what you think. And don't forget to visit my website to sign up for my newsletter for free book giveaways and more. Remember, I record these interviews with published authors to encourage you to keep going on your writing journey. We all could use encouragement from time to time. So remember, always be writing. And until next time, God bless.